G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. As we do on a Thursday, always good to check in with Family Voice Australia and commentary around the issues as they are shaping our culture. Always good to welcome Charles Newington back. Hello, Charles. Welcome to 2020. Thank you, Neil. Good to be back. Charles, you've been reflecting on a whole bunch of developments this week. Let's start with the dust settling on the Victorian state election results. What are your feelings about how things have developed so far since last weekend? Well, it's been uh, it's been a very damaging period for the coalition, hasn't it? And uh, we. We can see that um, the notion of the divisions between the, the so-called moderates and the so-called conservatives, this division is having uh, is having serious uh, serious implications. I think it's probably not just affecting the uh, the um, the unity dynamic, but it's probably affecting the financing of their campaigns because uh, the campaign was very weak by comparison with the very well-funded. Uh, Labor campaign and the support of the unions and get up for people like that that have really kept them on message and and um, so it, I you know you can see that the media senses blood in the water you know and the media sharks are kind of gathering to kind of uh, resolve the fact that um, this um, both the state um, conservative uh, uh, parties but also the the federal uh, coalition are sort of uh, dead in the water and. <laughs> Well, this is this is the very interesting thing that's worthy of uh, some uh, more consideration, a little more reflection here, uh, because the conservative side of politics does appear to be, and I think people are using the word crisis, uh, not only the conservative side of politics in Victoria, but as you say, this has ramifications for uh, the conservatives federally. There's all sorts of issues that are going on, too many to even explain. But uh, what are your thoughts as you as you Talk about the way media treats this, uh, seeing the conservative side of politics, as you said those words, uh, dead in the water. I mean, uh, this would be some of those uh, issues that sometimes come out after every election where there's a loss. Uh, there's a, usually a time of refocus and settling, and then people have short memories, and then they're back to the to the usual way that they relate. Uh, what are your thoughts for for those sorts of developments? Well, I'm very encouraged that um, across the media generally, and uh, especially online media, there, there's some very considered uh, writers um, that are writing in a moderate sort of centre-right way, and uh, in a way that's that's um, that's encouraging in the, in that it's not as if it's, there's a complete vacuum. What's happening, however, is in the mainstream media and uh, the, the the kind of um, Social media, the, the drift of that is is being controlled. The kind of the you can see that it's being controlled, um, and um, um, even by the classic algorithm type business on social media like Facebook. So that the the messaging that's reaching particularly younger people is 
is uh, only one side um, of, of, the, of the vital social issues and moral issues that we face. And, and um, I think in the long run, um, you know, this will, this will settle uh, into a more moderate uh, sort of centre position. But at the present moment, the drift is, is very, very much in one direction. So I think that for us as uh, Christians, it's very important for us to realise that uh, that so many of the big issues, uh, for instance, the, 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 the pro-life issues, these things are bigger than politics. And uh, issues of gender and, and marriage, they're bigger than politics. They've been politicised, but they're bigger than politics. And it's very important for the Christian community to be, to be mindful of that and to not lose its confidence about the, the fact that these issues are bigger than politics and they are matters of of faith and matters of conscience and uh, we must hold that ground personally in our conversations and and trust that god will raise up voices that can speak sensibly about these matters uh, uh, rather than just allowing the kind of um, uh, allowing the kind of absolute torrent of um of politicized uh, commentary to to make us feel uh nervous or politically uh, defensive. Yeah. As you That's say, right. Charles, there's a certain emboldenedness here uh, where socialist uh, progressives feel as though they're unstoppable in their uh, campaign mm. to transform everything about the social character and values of the nation. Uh, this uh, this emboldenedness, uh, uh, this is a significant thing because it's almost like uh, there's a tsunami of, of uh, progressive uh, values that are being thrust upon us. Yes, it, it, uh, you know, I think that the Queensland um, bill, uh, abortion bill, was was an example where, um, you know, normally speaking, a bill would be pretty carefully crafted to make sure that it, you know, that there weren't unintended consequences or as few as possible. But the, that that bill isn't like that. It's just a kind of it's like a first draft, you know, uh, that that was prepared by um, first first year university students. You know, and and yet because there was a majority, it it, it went through, and um, and I think that the question of um, the conscience vote, you know, that uh, there's this nominal use of the conscience vote to say there are some things that are more important than party politics, but we see that there's this this uh, this messaging that's around it that that if you vote against the party position, you commit political suicide. You know that it, it's it's not really respected in in, in party politics that a conscience vote is a conscience vote. You can do it, but um, uh, you know don't expect to get pre-selected next time. That's that. You know these are the sorts of things that the Christian community. You know we are. In many ways, we, and I mean more broadly, I don't just mean the sort of the evangelical, uh, evangelical sector, but I notice, for instance, very often Catholic uh, scholars and uh, academics writing to these uh, the issues of the moral responsibility of the Christian church to keep front and center the fact that conscience is important and that, that, uh, that these issues of, of life and uh, of humanity, these things are about politics and we have to deal with these things in an, uh, in an apolitical way as much as is possible. Uh, that's, uh, that's our responsibility. Our responsibility is to keep them, the sense of uh, spiritual and moral awareness um, alive. We, we need skills to do that because it's not just about, uh, about taking an ultra-right position and, 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 and uh, taking brickbats to everybody and, and judging everybody, but the arguments must be made. 
for for uh, you know the, the the moral character of the nation. It's very important. Charles, let's talk about religious freedom in this. I guess you'd call it an atmosphere or an environment where there does seem to be this emboldened nature of a progressive agenda. Uh, and religious freedom uh, is coming in for all sorts of shots uh, from every direction. Uh, what are your thoughts for developments uh, with the way religious freedom issues are being talked about in media and and even around the dinner table? Yes, well, I think that, you know, the, the question of sexuality, it, this has been kind of recrafted by, by the left as a, as a justice issue. Uh, that um, uh, that that, um, that people of you know of um, say of homosexual background or of a uh, or of a transgender position that, that these people it is their their civil right to, um, to 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 be treated equally and not to be discriminated against and and there's a useful commentary by Oz Guinness where he distinguishes between um, civil rights and human rights. And civil rights are political rights that, that are in political, um, uh, you know, they're, in, they're, they're shifted backwards and forwards um, politically. But human rights are deeper rights. They, they are the rights of things like freedom of conscience and freedom of uh, speech and freedom of belief or faith. These rights uh, run deeper. These are universal rights and, and civil rights. Are temporal rights, as it were. They 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 will move by by the colour of the dominant parties, but the, they they should not take over and and assume the same level of of authority as human rights that are universal and that apply to all people at all times. And so we've lost that subtlety. It's 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 not just a a, a play on words. It's actually a deep ideological and and moral difference. Uh, uh, between these sorts of things, and and that loss that's been lost in 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 the debate. Uh, so you know, uh, so for instance, um, uh, a person's sexual preference um, is deemed more important than a person's conscience or a person's convictions about what's really important. And I'm just doing some work on this whole issue because the question for the for all of us. Uh, and, but particularly people of faith, the Christian faith, is what is more important to us than than life itself or, or reputation? Because uh, these these are the things that that point to the, the the deep human rights. And and if we build a society where there is no freedom of speech, or we build a society where there's no freedom of religion or freedom of conscience, then that society becomes a prison, and nobody wants that society. And so we have to moderate civil rights to consider these deep human values that that make for a free and a just society. Charles, as you describe those things, my thoughts go to the fact that in the United States they recognise these inalienable, unchanging, uh, you know, these uh, civil rights that uh, everyone ought to recognise without any sort of legislation attached to it because these things are, in fact, you know, as we would reflect, uh, are God-given. Uh, in Australia, we yeah. don't have that same uh, heritage where there's been amendments to constitutions that 
put those things into concrete and everybody just understands that there are inalienable rights. Uh, we're in a different sort of a context and as the debate is continuing and uh, we're still waiting for the government to come up with a response when it comes to issues to do with religious freedom, but uh, your thoughts, Charles, on, on whether or not you think those sorts of inalienable rights might be even included in things like a Religious Discrimination Act or the sorts of ways that we might anticipate the government might be moving to protect these things. Yes, there is a there is a push, or a, you know, there's a there's a there's a lobby, as it were, that's saying that we mustn't treat um, uh, you, you know religion as an exemption from, say, the Sex Discrimination Act, because that's where it stands at the moment that that we have a right to uh, to discriminate on the basis of sexuality because uh, religious regions. So they're saying, don't take it out of that and put it back where it really belongs. It's 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 a it's a human right and it deserves a positive statement that uh, that the society must respect people's convictions, the religious convictions, uh, at, um, and and build from there. So uh, the, the, I, I just um, wonder, I mean, particularly where the federal government is at the present moment, whether they'd get that through anyway, you know. Uh, there's such a, a, a groundswell um, in facing, facing them in, in the opposite direction that, um, that even if they did do it, it might be just a, you know, a too little, too late type. Um, uh, too late. But, but still, it's, it's, um, you, you, don't, you don't not do something because people don't like it. You, 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 know, you, you do it because it's right. And, that, and that's the sort, of, the, the sort of principle that we're looking for again. We're looking for moral leadership. You know, I was looking just, I know, always pressed for time, but Martin Luther gets drawn, uh, pulled before the courts um, in what was called the Diet of Worms, which we all laugh about, but it was just Worms was a, a place in, in, in Germany. And, and he's called there on the questions that he, he, he was asking of, uh, of, of, the, uh, of the Catholics at the time. And, uh, and he makes a stand at that time where he, 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 he says that he cannot um, go against his conscience because it's unsafe and dangerous to do so. So he takes the stand on what he believes to be right. And as a result of taking that stand, not only did it make other people aware of the importance of issues of conscience, but it also gave him a moral leadership that still endures today. And if there's anything that's lacking in our society today, it's that kind of moral leadership where we recognize people are making choices and making statements because they really believe this stuff, not because they just represent a lobby or an interest group or a, or, or a commercial interest. And, and, um, and we're, just, we're just poised there. We're poised there. We're, we're waiting for that sort of that kind of voice to, to speak into the national life. And I think sometimes, for instance, people might laugh at this, but I think that, uh, and I'm not saying that he is the, the new messiah, but I think that Mark Latham is, for instance, speaking into that space because he's, he, nobody owns him at this particular point, you know, <laughs> or perhaps Pauline is Maybe right. Pauline does, uh, but... <laughs> <laughs> we wonder. We'll find out, won't we? But, you know, some of his statements, I mean, he made a statement recently at a recent conference uh, when he was the guest speaker, where he talked about the fact that our society is fundamentally at its core. Uh, it's a Christian-based society. And, and he, he was unequivocal. He says, I'm not a Christian, but we need Christian values at the base of our, of our, of our society. And, and uh, you know, that's, uh, that's the sort of thing that you can say when you're, when you're not um, 
it's, uh, you know, a part of a large party or whatever. <laughs> um. And his background is such that it's, uh, you know, some people will say it's such a muddled mess yeah. and, uh, you know, that, that emerging from the miry place that he's been, he actually may well emerge, as you say, as one of those courageous voices that might speak. Yeah. Uh, when we say truth, in a sense here, common sense, uh, but common clearly, sense, yeah. uh, clearly... Um, shaped by uh, his appreciation, even though he might not say he is a Christian, his appreciation of the heritage that we have yeah. in Australia that has shaped that way. Uh, one quick more uh, topic just to, to touch on, because we're often talking about schools, schools on the front yeah. line of yeah. the challenges when it comes to uh, the way that religious freedom might look. Uh, but it's not just uh, those children who are in primary schools or those teenagers in high schools. Uh, there are a huge number of Christians who work in the tertiary sector. No one's yeah. really talked much about this. What are your thoughts on uh, some of the threats and some of the challenges that they're facing with, uh, with potential change as well? Yes, well, uh, a man called Johan Roo, who's um, he's the CEO of, of, a, of a college in Adelaide, he's talking about the fact that there's a tertiary sector that, that of faith-based institutions that together, we're talking about, um, um, you know, uh, colleges and uh, like, um, like um, you know, the Heritage um, College in, in Brisbane, that, that, that these things are not quite universities, but they are offering degrees that are not just all religious, but, they, uh, but then there is the, the specific religious training sector as well. But together they represent 56,000 students and over 2,000 staff in the sector. And the conversation that's going on at the present moment is all about primary and secondary schools, and it's it's not even to taking into consideration the fact that there are so many people in the tertiary sector, in the faith-based tertiary education sector, that uh, that are going to be affected by these decisions. And and he says that that uh, as has happened in the United States, uh, universities, Christian universities and colleges have not been able to actually publicly affirm their position as uh, 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 their Christian position, say, on marriage or on sexuality, without coming falling foul of uh, of lawsuits. He says, you know, we're, we're in danger of moving in that direction. And so he's, he's saying to the government, look, you, there's, a, there's a lot of considerations here that have not been, that have not been taken into account. So um, this, is a, this is a big issue. It's a, it's a big issue. It's not just about schools, um, but, but about colleges as well. Yeah. Uh, Charles Newington, always good getting your thoughts. We have run out of time. Let me point people to familyvoice.org.au. That's the new website address for Family Voice Australia. Familyvoice.org.au. Charles Newington is the National Director of Family Voice Australia. Charles, uh, you have a great day. Thanks for being with us once again today on 2020. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.